she probably she gargles when she snores. <laughs> back to the Rumpus Room podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Will. And we're up to episode... 20. 20. 20. 20, as Lou Richards would say. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Isn't that, a, that wow. just something else? Means we've been doing this for 140 days. Wow. Yeah. That makes it seem a lot longer than yeah. 20 episodes. <laughs> okay. I'm just showing off my big maths brain. Oh, aren't you just? Yeah, i got a big maths brain. 20 episodes in, and the fact that we're still making it after 20 <laughs> episodes, I think is some sort of an achievement. I think the reason Not we... that we, like, don't stick to things. It's more just that people are, are listening mm. and enjoying the content that we're putting out, which sometimes, moments like this, kind of just blows my mind a little bit. I think we do it for two reasons. One, because we absolutely have a blast doing it. We do. And two, because it brings a smile to some people's faces. Well, we hope it does. The feedback we've received, it does. Well, yeah. Which yeah. is cool. Which is, it's just blowing my mind right now. I'm just it's having a little so moment good. over here. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Thank you, everyone. And no, yeah. we haven't got the website up Not yet. yet. We're like 95% of the mm. way there, I think. We're just, the last week has just been an absolute shit show yeah. in our personal lives. Been a shambles. So, we'll get there. We'll get there, but that's the whole thing with this podcast. Is yeah, we're not we, professionals. No, we're just you and I yep. sitting here, literally in our rumpus room with a couple of microphones, with a couple of mics, and one day we'll probably, properly, I'll get the word out in a minute, set this shit up. And I mean, looking around the rumpus room at the moment, there are shit everywhere. There's PlayStation oh, there's games and fucking car trucks, fucking and fire Nerf guns, and, and Tom's the tank engine shit on the. Floor. I'm not picking it up. I didn't shit. even know we still had that torch that looks like a tiger. Oh, old Tiger Toys. Tiger Toys. I didn't realize we still it's had that. It's been around for about nearly 10 years, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I, can see, I can see behind you there's a clothes area full of socks and undies. Yep. <laughs> That's yep, how classy old... we are here. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> keeping, keeping it real. Very, very real. Yeah, very fucking real. So, despite the fact we've had a fucker of a week, we're in for some pretty, pretty good fun tonight. I hope so. So, we've devised a list. And normally we'll, um, we'll pinch it lists off things like Google or MSN mm. or something like that, but we've mm. developed our own list because we're sitting there going, we're watching some music channels on the telly, yeah, and we're like, where the fuck has that person gone? Yeah. Like, what happened and to that person? And then kind of thinking, yeah. and we sort of said to each other, like, yeah, and what about this person? And what about this person? Like, yeah. And you've gone, we should make that our podcast. And I'm like, all oh, right, I'll uh, make a list. And that's as organic as this thing gets. This is pretty much how shit happens <laughs> so, and what we decide on what we're going to talk about. So the list we've got, um, we've got no idea either. No. We're going completely blind, so I've got Wikipedia so we open. it could really work. It could really work. It could fall flat on or its beak. Or it could fall flat on its face and we'll have to record again tomorrow night. It is currently, I don't know, my battery low on my watch. It is currently 5 to 10 at night. <laughs> So don't say that we don't work hard and do shit for you. <laughs> I should be in bed. After the kids go to bed, of course. Oh, my God. They kept getting up tonight. That's oh. why we're so late. Yeah. Nothing makes a kid thirsty like a pillow. <laughs> no. Or question their life choices. <laughs> or the what? meaning of life. The meaning of life. Why are we here? To sleep. That's why you're fucking Nobody here. Nobody asked you to have an existential crisis. Just go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> it's like that Nanny Hazelhurst book. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. So accurate. The list we've got is um, celebrities, singers, sports stars, just people from. We tried to kind of make it pretty well rounded. Yeah. Because not everybody who listens to us is into sports. Not everybody who listens to us is into, you know, this a particular genre of music only sort of thing. We try to keep it pretty broad and, and cover all our bases. Oh, don't yawn. You're going to make no, me... No, I'm not yawning. I'm yawning. just a real funny one. I, I just look at the list and I came up with the um, the first person for the Where the Fuck Are They Now? Right. Harold Holt. Oh, dude. <laughs> Come no. on. <laughs> it's not too soon. It's not too soon. It was 1967. So, no, we're, no, so we're 53 years down the track. Surely we can have a joke about Harold Holt now. That should have been last week. That was in our unanswerable questions <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, we is, don't fucking know. Where is Harold Holt? Nobody knows. <laughs> Sorry, that's not the first person. The first person on the list 
is Nelly Furtado. But it, that's actually was our second. Yeah. Well, our first... Go we, on. The first, we couldn't find a fucking thing on him. I know. So it really is a case of where is he now? Yeah, so Craig Stevens, if you're listening, um, underneath whatever rock you've been hiding under since Thorpe you fell in the pool, mm. um, and you gave us a spot for him. That, wasn't that amazing? That was amazing. Like, So for those who don't know who Craig Stevens is, he was a, a national, maybe even international celebrity because at the national champs leading into the Olympics... Mm-hmm. Olympic trials. He, Ian Thorpe was on the blocks and just face planted the water before the start. It was literally just after the rules had been changed because it used to be that if you false started, it was like athletics. You could go back and you'd just hop back up on the blocks and you'd go again. But they changed it to a one start rule. So if you fall in, you're fucked. But it backfired in the worst possible way when our gold medal hope for, like, I think it was the 400, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the 400. Yeah, for the 400 freestyle, he just fucking tipped over. I don't know how it happens because, like, we do it in training all the time. It just got me buggered. Like, you know, how many times would Thorpe have stood on a block ready to jump in and just fucked it there? Yeah, but you don't. But, like, if you, like, even if you were down, like, you know, you hop up on your block, you're standing up there, and then they'll tell you, like, set. So that's when you bend over and grab hold of the block. If you even, like, balance forward a little bit and twitch, false start. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's strict. Um, now, I've heard a story. I don't know if it's true or not. You'll probably confirm it or deny it because you were there. I was there. Did the Telstra network melt down? Yes. When it happened? Yes, it did. Because I heard that Thorpey fell in. And the whole world ended, like the atomic clock stopped, um, fucking North Korea was peaceful, the whole bloody lot happened. <laughs> I don't know if it went quite that far. <laughs> Kim Jong-il was sitting at home watching it going, holy shit. Righto, I'll, I'm up. <laughs> I'll call off those bombs now because something strange is going on. <laughs> no, we had been, I can't remember if I'd done a training session in, because... You have the competition pool and then you have the diving pool and they have it set up so that they have lanes in it so that that's where you can do like a late warm-up or after your race you go in there and cool down. I can't remember what the fuck I was doing. Maybe I'd I'd cooled down after a race and I'd hopped out and was standing on the pool deck like near the barriers that separates the cool-down pool from like the competition pool and I was sort of standing there with a couple of mates and... Saw him fall in the pool and there was like silence for a couple of seconds and then there's just collective murmuring of what the fuck <laughs> just happened. And then everybody had obviously gone, I need to tell somebody about this because I did the same thing. I'm like, holy shit, I need to tell someone about this. I went and got my phone out of my bag and went to message someone and I couldn't because the networks were jammed because so many people were trying to get the message or a phone call or whatever out that this had happened, that it actually jammed the network. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, I think I must have been cooling down after a race, maybe. That's phenomenal. So, Craig Stevens, we hope you are well, wherever you are. Yeah, and you're a good human. For giving up his spot. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I kind of was in the camp where thinking, mate, you don't have to do that. You've trained so hard and you worked so hard and sacrificed so much... Yep. To get that spot, to get there. You deserve to be there as much as anybody else. And I was in the same boat, like, from a complete outside. Like, my my swimming ability, um, probably I can get from one end of the bath to the other. <laughs> I might stop halfway and I might touch the ground. Um, but I was in that fuck Thorpey. You know, he fell in. That bad luck stiff shit. If, you, I mean, if you're playing cricket, for example, and you... Nick a ball onto your pad and you're giving out LBW, stiff shit. It also needs to be said that Ian Thorpe did not in any way put any pressure on him to give up his spot. Ever. No, and that was good. That was purely from the media and the Australian public that put all this pressure on him. However, I'm fairly certain that he did still make the team he for went 1500. As, and I think. he went and competed in a relay. Yeah, in the 4x2, I reckon. And they won silver. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad he's still got to go and he's still got a race and... And a medal. And a medal. So, you know, it kind of worked out in the end, I guess. It would have been a shit position to be put in. Oh, horrible. Because you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. If he didn't give his spot up, he'd be seen as the bloke who didn't give his spot up to Thorpey. Then he did give his spot up to 
Thorpey and everyone was like, oh, why'd you do that? You earned that spot. You should have been there. It's not your fault that he fell in and stuff. So... Yeah, he couldn't win, could he? Uh, no. No. So, we'll go to our list because we've actually got someone who we found on Wikipedia, and so we should, because um, this person was quite famous and quite popular. Nelly Furtado. Yes. So, we know Nelly Furtado for singing I'm Like a Bird and another couple of cool songs. She had, she went through like, when would it be? It would have been like the early 2000s. Yeah, 2003. Uh, I was 17, so 2001. Okay. She was Because big. she had that, what's his name, was it Timberland? Yes. Guy was producing a lot of her songs, mm. so she made like this massive comeback and and had this album that was just huge and all these songs that, you know, well, I can only speak for in Australia, that made, you know, top 10. So that was the 2006 album Loose. Yeah, that's the one. And had songs Promiscuous, Man Eater, Say It Right and All Good Things Come to an End. Yeah. But in 2001, she did I'm Like a Bird and Turn Out the Light. Oh, I forgot about Turn of the Light. I remember I liked the film clip for that one. I will, was... I will never, ever forget the song Turn Out the Light. Why? Oh, because it gets stuck in your head. It gets stuck in my head. and I've got so, this... hang, I'm just uh, I'm playing with the volume Ooh. level. So I'm really sorry if it's... um Changing? If it's changing for you guys while you're listening. I'm just trying to get it right because we'll yeah. talk loud at the best of times. Oh. 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 So do I. Yeah. But when I get on a microphone, I'm a lot... Subdued. Yeah. Well, I'm not subdued. That's the wrong word. I just get excited. That's a downright lie. There's nothing yeah, subdued nothing about me. About <laughs> nothing just, sweet know. about me. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> uh, so, Nelly Furtado's song, um, Turn Out the Light. When I play cricket, I sing to myself as the bowlers running in. Not yeah. sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but the day I got my one and only hundred, I was singing I'm Like a Bird by... No, sorry, I was singing Turn Out the Light by Nelly Furtado in my head. I thought you'd gotten more than one. Nah, one oh. and only. Oh. Probably end up that way too. <laughs> In reality. But Nelly Furtado, what we found on Wikipedia is Furtado hosted a program about AIDS on MTV, which featured Justin Timberlake and Alicia Keys. In 2011, Furtado announced during the Free the Children's We Day Toronto that she was giving a million Canadian oh. dollars to free the children's effort and build girls' schools in the Maasai region of Kenya. One million dollars. That's, that's not cool. the only thing I took from that. That that's whole cool. thing is really cool. Yes, that's not bad. So she's obviously still doing stuff. She's still doing stuff. In Canada. Yeah. But on a worldwide scale, we don't hear so much of her. But yeah. that's still pretty cool that she's... It sounds like she's doing some really good stuff. Though. Yeah, which is good. So well done, Nelly Furtado. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of her music. Let me just... Right. The, Who's next on our list? Well, next on my list is um, an indie rock band. Oh. That are currently still touring. Really? I didn't realise. Have we skipped? Have, is this someone that I don't know about? Ratcat. Oh. Ratcat were massive with their Blind Love album in the early 90s. Uh, if you're an Australian. If you're an Australian. They were a... A classic example of a star that burned too bright. Yeah, wasn't there like a whole... There was an interview or something with them... With Simon Day, the lead singer. really crappy noise then. I'm just moving the cord. With Um, Simon Day, the lead singer. Yeah, that the pressure was too Mm. much And they weren't prepared for that level of fame. Yeah, they weren't prepared for that level of success and fame. Like, they thought it would rise steadily rather than just, you know... Go nuts. Yeah, performing in their garage, all of a sudden just boom everywhere and I, can, I think I could understand that yeah it just went feral and uh, uh, looking through Wikipedia we've discovered that they are still touring if they came would you go listen yeah I would nice. absolutely I had the tape oh, yeah. I had the blind love tape and I played the shit out of it and it gave mum the absolute shits because mum just wished the cat had killed the rat and that'd be that <laughs> In her words. Got to your mum thing to say, isn't it? So that was, um, but they're an indie rock band from Sydney, formed in 1985, so they had five years or six years of relative anonymity, and then Splat, the Blind Love album Mm. came out, Mm. and they kept on going until 1998, where they disbanded. Oh, okay. But in 2006, they reformed. Oh. So that's cool. Yeah, right. That's really cool. So they took a break for eight years. Yeah. 
And then went, you know what? Miss you, blokes. Let's do this again. Yes, that's pretty. I like that. I didn't realise I was still doing it, so that's no, cool. No, me either. Rat Cat were awesome. There are so many that we could have on this list. I think we've got like... Oh, Nearly 20. Yeah, we did aim for just 10. So we'll just keep an eye on the time and if it's, you know, dragging on. We don't want to bore everybody. Okay. Here's an interesting one. There's not much on him on Wikipedia. Bloke who played tenor saxophone with Jojo Zepp and the Falcons in the early days, 1975-ish. What? Wilbur Wilde. Oh. Of Hey Hey at Saturday oh, fame. Oh, yeah. I was going to do... Um, I was going to put Red Simons on the list. Yeah. But we know that Red Simons has been working with the ABC doing their breakfast program yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah, but then he had a fall. Mm. Like, he slipped over on some wet pavement or something and hit his head. Yeah. What a dangerous head to hit. Like, well, not dangerous, but bloody... What a head to hit, though. Yeah. He's incredibly clever, yeah. that man. But Wilbur Wilde, who was actually born Nicholas Robert Aiken, yeah. um, was a saxophonist... Saxophonist. Mm, television personality and radio presenter, best known for his work on Hey Hey It's Saturday. We've talked about Hey Hey before on the on the podcast. Mm. We like Hey Hey It's Saturday. Yeah. We do like I Hey Hey I wish they'd Saturday. bring it back, like, but actually on Saturday, not Wednesday. And Wilbur Wilde was the um, the wisecracking saxophone player on that. Yeah, he always had, like, they'd sort of, the camera would kind of pan to him and he'd have a little bit of a witty, yeah, witty comment thing. to pop in here and there. But he was also on The Flying Doctors. Was he? The Paul Hogan Show, Blankety Blank, Sale of the Century, Celebrity Squares, Getaway, Postcards. Oh, I remember him on Getaway. Prisoner, Temptation, Spicks and Specks, and the Russell Gilbert Show. And commercials for the Australian Pensioners Insurance Agency. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I don't knock Apia. So, there's plans for my car to get fixed. <laughs> Between 2000 and 2004, Wilbur Wilde presented the Classic Cafe on Gold 104.3 Melbourne. That sounds like a station I'm not going to listen to. I don't know. You put on 7BU when you're at work. So, so. much better than the seven-song playlist that we that Yeah, I find, yeah. Uh, he's also been on 3UZ and 3XY. He's a Melbourne football club supporter. Okay, Mel- so it sounds Melbourne. like he's been doing plenty, mm. just... In radio instead of TV. Yeah, his brother Chris Aiken, here you go, played 14 games for Melbourne. Ah. Between 1960 and 1970. Maybe that's why he's a Melbourne supporter. I reckon that's it. That's pretty cool. He also plays golf, so I reckon that's where he's dedicating a fair bit of his time at the moment. Fair enough. Person's got to keep fit. Yeah, Way to go, Wilbur Wilde. I'm fucking terrible at golf. I've never played. I'm absolutely but terrible. I can pretty much guarantee that I probably wouldn't be that good at it. And because I wouldn't be that good at it, I'd get wild with it. No pun intended to the previous person we're just talking about. <laughs> I'd probably get angry at how shit I am with it and I wouldn't probably go back again. Yeah, no, I'm hopeless at golf. It's, it's bad. Like, I I said in your personal best the last time I went and played golf, mm. I used the same ball for three hours. Oh! Yep, yep normally it's... One, two balls a hole because I've hit one into a dam or it's been stolen by aliens or, you know. <laughs> stolen by aliens. I'm sure aliens steal my golf balls <laughs> because I hit them and fucked if I can find them. I reckon there's aliens on the golf course. Oh, Sonic stole them. I, I was, it was suggested that we um, get a foursome together and play around at Barn Bugle, which is the, the flashy-ass golf course mm. in Tassie. Isn't it, wasn't it designed by Greg Greg Norman. Norman. And, I think. And there is no way known I would take on Barn Bugle. Well, actually, I've heard that they have a rather good day spa there, so... Oh, maybe. I'll come too. It would be a long spa for you. I'm down for that. Because it would take me 19 I hours to get round. I don't think you understand exactly how much I want to go to a day spa. Well, that's a really tough course. It'd take me an hour a hole. That's okay. <laughs> I really, really want to go to a day spa. Okay, well, we'll try and make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> the next one... Is one of the funniest buggers I've ever seen on telly. Genuinely funny bugger. It was the best part of the footy show. Oh, yeah, okay. Trevor Marmalade. Yep. Funny as he was on. Hey, hey, very, it's Saturday. Very sarcastic, but witty sense of humour. My, my favourite joke of his, my absolute favourite Trevor Marmalade joke. That was before the footy show... Went to Gary Lyon. No, but... Oh. Yeah. Probably when Sam Newman was more tolerated. 
I fucking I can't nah. even with that man. Like he played three hundred games for my favourite club, and I just uh, that doesn't mean the man's not a cock. Nah, he's a cock, but he's Trevor Marmalade wasn't cock. <laughs> he's a giant cock. Uh, my favourite Trevor Marmalade joke, cock eyes, is <laughs> Trevor Marmalade said he said in the sky. I just cracked myself. Did ya? Seriously though, <laughs> think about Sam Newman's eyes. Looks like a piss hole. They look like, yeah. Piss holes. Yeah. So you reckon if we stuck a parasol in his eye, we'd pull out the clap? Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> yes, he's just one big seething pile of the clap. <laughs> and or Botox would drag that out as oh, well. Oh, God. He just, I can't even, I just can't. He just, blech. Yeah. Anywho. So, my favourite Trevor Marmalade joke, which I want to get best to. Best make that not the Easter egg. Yes, best not. <laughs> the Trevor Marmalade had a um, had the Collingwood Encyclopedia. Okay. And he was telling Eddie Maguire, I've got the Collingwood Encyclopedia. This is so good. The police gave it to me. My house got burgled and they wanted to see if I recognised anyone. Far out. <laughs> because he was a... North Melbourne supporter. Okay. Died in the wool. Okay. Um, he's written several comedy books, including okay. Any Danger... And Trevor Marmalade's footy show, Jokes Published. What? Eddie Danger? Any Danger. As in, is there any danger of something? Oh. Yeah, I thought it said Eddie Danger, and I was like, what has he branched off? In? It sounds like a kid's book or something. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, in 2012, Marmalade was presenter of a major television and social media advertising campaign for Lawson's Bread. Oh, wow. He's, uh, he's that one. His career genuinely peaked. But I haven't got anything more recently other than the fact he's married to Kerry and they have two children. Aww. And they live in St Kilda. Well, that's all right. Must have made enough money to live in St Kilda. Shit, yeah. He milked that for all it was worth, didn't he? He was, he was the best part of the footy show, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he really was. Absolutely the best part of the footy show, for sure. Final fuckery Sam Newman. Ugh, <laughs> oh, arrogant fuck of a thing. I'll just he type just does, says stupid shit now to try and stay relevant. What's next on our list? I'm just trying to... You've lost it? No, I've got the list. Okay. I'm just trying to type it with one hand and it's a bit hard. Do you want me to do it? Although I do get distracted when I start reading. And it makes for a, a bit of a stale... How do you spell Alyssa Camplin? I think it's A-L-I-S-S-A, isn't it? Is she still... Did she take on a different... No, here we go. Alyssa okay. Camplin. Born 1974, was the second Australian to win a Winter Olympics gold medal. Yeah, because the first one. Yeah. Who was mentioned further on down our list. Yes. Um, so she won gold in the aerials in the 2002 Salt Lake City Games. That was pretty phenomenal it to was. see, actually. And little known fact, she won bronze in 2006 in Turin. Ah. As well as a world championship gold in 2003. Wow. So she's already, she didn't just come from nowhere then. No, she's obviously done a fair job. And just pop up and win an Olympic gold medal. She'd been to, you know, world championships and Olympics before. So she's obviously been working pretty hard on it. So she announced her retirement from competition in 2006. Mm Mm-hmm. And pursued interest in the media and ski travel industry. She worked as... I think I've seen her as a commentator on various things. Yeah. She's an international exec for IBM. Oh, okay. Works as a motivational speaker and does promo and charity work. Wow. She's been the face of Wrigley's Chewing Gum. I remember that. That's pretty cool. Better than Liz Smiley. Liz Smiley. Hello, Liz. Where are you now, Liz? (laughs) Where is Liz? I hope she's still alive. I reckon she's walking around. I hope so. With one of those sucker machines that the dentist has to get the slobber out of her mouth. Oh. She, she, She probably... She gargles when she snores. <laughs> <laughs> Poor ugly. Poor Liz. <laughs> Alyssa Camplin. Alyssa Camplin is a member of the Collingwood Football Club board. Oh, come the fuck on. Oh, she could. She, there had yeah. to be something not right about yeah. her. Otherwise, she would have been just too perfect. Yeah, so um, they've got two kids. Oh, good on her. Her and... Oliver Warner. Good on you, Oliver. Finnan is the name of their first child. Okay. F-I-N-N-A-N. And Florence. Finnan and Florence. I taught a little girl called Florence how to swim once. She was a twin and her twin brother's name was Archie. 
<laughs> I know. Back then, it was just a little bit like, okay. But now, you probably wouldn't bat an eye at someone having twins and calling them Florence and Archie, would you? No, probably not. Yeah. Oh, Florence is still might. I don't know. Florence and the Machines has probably made it a bit popular again. Yeah, but I think Florence's are a bit like Karen's. <laughs> are people born Karen, or do they just turn up at 40 called Karen? With it, I want to speak to the, the manager haircut. <laughs> yeah. You know the one where it's like a bob at the front, and then, yeah. it, what is it called, a concave bob? Yeah. It kind of gets a bit shorter at the back. Yeah. yeah. And it's usually got some chunky foils in it. I reckon they're just... Framing face. That no child in the last 40 years has been called Karen. That's a lie. But if you talk to people now... Karen, and she's Oh, yeah, she's cool. <laughs> Poor old Kaz. No Karen in the last 35 years. Yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> I just don't think people grow up as Karen. No. I wonder what the next generation's snappy name will be. Yeah, because it was Mia for a long time. Mm. Lots of Mias. Yeah. No, I mean like what this generation, newest generation's Karen will be. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what they'll grow up to be like. Probably yeah. your Montanas or Savannah or... Uh, Nevaeh, Ladasha. Nevaeh. I reckon it'll be a Savannah. Savannah? Yeah, probably Savannah. If you've got a kid named Savannah, I'm really sorry. I hope they don't grow up to be a no. Karen. I reckon Alucard will. Oh, uh, we went over this last week, I think, didn't did we? Did we? I think we did. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and it still hurts. <laughs> A lot. It still makes me cringe. So let's move on. Let's move on to... Well, I'll tell you what you want. What you really, really want. I'll yeah. tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> the best version of that is Ralph Wiggum. Um, <laughs> Ralph unf- Wiggum singing that. Unfamiliar. <laughs> Might get you to post that one up on the page. Yeah, I'll see, I'm I'll, unfamiliar with I'll that see one. if I can find Ralph Wiggum singing okay. Spice Girls. Uh, Emma Bunton. So we know that um, Posh Spice is off being ditzy somewhere. No, she's legit. no being skinny somewhere. She's got her own makeup, high end makeup and I'm, fashion I'm range. A little, I'm a little bit concerned. Why? That between her and David Beckham, the average IQ is sixty, <laughs> and she's got fucking ninety of them. <laughs> ninety of the IQ points. Nine, ninety or nine? Ninety. She's got ninety of the hundred and twenty between them. Oh, I thought yeah. you said their IQ is sixty. Combined IQ. Right. I'm sorry, the average IQ. <laughs> my bad. There's my big maths brain. That's why I was just sitting there looking the at you. The average going, IQ that is 60. Doesn't make it, I'm tired, but that doesn't make any yeah, sense. I haven't done a very good job there. That's okay. Um, yeah, the average IQ is 60. Nobody will know. Ah, leave it in there. <laughs> Fuck it. We're real. We're live. Dangerously live. Oh, shit. So, Emma Bunton, which we know Posh Spice is about. Um, Sporty Spice is still singing. Is um, she though? Because I have not seen anything of her in a while. No, I reckon she is. Fucking computers possessed. It? it just lit up there <laughs> and, for no reason. And um, Scary Spice is making a career out of being fat and skinny, fat and skinny, fat and skinny. Well, isn't she one of skinny the judges the off one of those shows like an X yeah, Factor? Or a, where celebrities go to where, die. No. Well, Maybe. Do you mean like if, as a judge? As a judge, yeah. Oh, okay. Paul Rabdul's a judge. She's passed it. Oh, you wash your mouth out with soap. She still looks banging. I know, but she's passed it. And who's the other? Oh, um, Jerry Halliwell. Or Jerry Horner. Yeah. Yeah. I, she's done the best out of all of them. Totally. She travels the world on the Formula One circuit. And she married your man crush. <laughs> and she married my man crush. <laughs> but Baby Spice, I didn't know much about her. Um, but it turns out... Um, she moved to a 1.6 million pound penthouse in London a little while ago. They would still be making an absolute killing out of royalties. Oh, this. yeah. They would want for oh. nothing, I don't reckon. Emma Bunton was diagnosed with endometriosis. Oh. Hmm. What does that do? That's where the lining of your uterus grows in other areas. Where it shouldn't. Where it shouldn't. So it grows outside of the uterus. Mm. So it can be ovaries, attaches itself to your bowel or your bladder. Wow. Or, and it is apparently, I don't have it, so I only can go by what I've been told, but it is absolutely excruciatingly painful. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's Baby Spice is dealing with oh, that. Oh, wow. She's the godmother of Bluebell Madonna Halliwell. 
Aww. That's a terrible name, by the way. Bluebell. Yeah. Yeah, that's a celebrity name, isn't it? What nickname would you, you know? Because you can't... You, Bluey? Well, she's a ginger. Well, you're not going to call... <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> you can't call her Belly, because that sounds... Bell Andy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just... Uh, in 2013, she supported UNICEF's campaign, Every Parent's Dream, which raised money for vaccine against maternal and newborn tetanus. Oh, that's a good one that's to have. That's a good one. In Did April... You know, mm-hmm. every time I hear about tetanus, all I can think about is an episode of The Flying Doctors when I was a kid where some bloke got tetanus. Really? Yeah. The sh- See, you were talking today about the weird shit that you remember, oh. the weird things that you remember when you were a kid. I remember an episode of The Flying Doctors, an old mate had to get put in the back of the troopy and they had to like put mud on the windows and stuff because the light... Ooh. And just... I don't know why it stuck with me. It doesn't make any sense. But it's out there now, so now you all know how my head works. I remember the Blue Healers episode where Tom Croydon drowned that bird. Yeah, I wasn't watching anymore at that point. Yeah, no, Tom Croydon put his foot on her and drowned her in the sheep dip. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Why? Because she was going to expose him as some bloody big problem and the brothers were going to jail and it was all a big nasty situation. And I think she might have harmed Tom's wife in the show, Tom Croydon's wife in the show. Right. And so Tom drowned her. Wow. She fell into the sheep dip and when she came up bobbing for her, save me, save me, he put his boot on her and just fucking held her under. Jeez. Yeah. That got dark quick. He won a gold logie. That got dark. He didn't really <laughs> do it. Oh. He just pretended to do it. That's what acting is, Will. There was no bubbles, though. You can hold your breath. Just pinch your fucking nose. Gee whiz. In 2015, <laughs> Emma Bunton teamed up with Specsavers to launch a contest where each entry would generate one pound to anti-bullying charity Kidscape to help vulnerable children. Emma Bunton. She's a legend. I need some fucking glasses. Please send me some. I need reading glasses. I'm getting old, everybody. You are getting old. This one. I'll be 30... Seven this year. Wow. Okay, I'm just I'm punching a name into Wikipedia. I know this is going to be huge. Oh, sir. Oh, it's a, this person's a sir. Okay. I didn't realise he was a sir. All right then. Sir Richard Starkey. Oh. Better known as Ringo. Ringo, because we know where Paul McCartney is yes. now. He's we know where John Lennon is. Yeah, George where Harrison, for that with. matter. Yeah, George Harrison was probably my favourite. Yeah, I, I like George Harrison. I really, really liked his music after the Beatles as well. Because yeah. I, I like the Beatles. I'm not like some mad mega fan, but um, I liked his music after the Beatles probably the most. I think. Yeah. It's nothing against the others. They're well, all right. I just liked his better. Well, when you look at Mull, and, Mull of Kintyre with Paul McCartney, that song can get fucked. <laughs> Horrible show. Song. I've got it in my head now. Thanks a lot. Na, 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 na. What was he trying to achieve? Oh, fucking something to put on the speakers when you're in the euthanasia room. I don't know. Like... <laughs> It was just... Wow. <laughs> well, to say the doctor worrying about doing it. Like, what, you think the music will euthanize Fucking oath it would. Jesus. <laughs> You're dark tonight, aren't you? You're putting me to shame. <laughs> A little bit dark. So, what's Ringo been doing? In 2016, uh, Ringo expressed his support for the United Kingdom's withdrawal from the EU. What? He wants to get out. He's I a thought, Brexiteer. I thought the EU... That's it, Ringo. You're dead to me. <laughs> I thought the EU was a great idea, but I didn't see it going anywhere lately. In 2017, he described his impatience for Britons to get on with it. Brexit, declaring to be in control of your country is a good move. Ringo, he's a vegetarian. I have nothing against <laughs> vegetarians. That's fine. I quite enjoy the company of vegetarians and the like. It's fine. But... The Brexiteer thing. <sighs> I just I don't know what to say, Ringo. <laughs> so You're dead to me. 
After that... You don't know who I am, but you're dead to me. After he said we should get out of your European Union, oh, that's no, when he was knighted. No, no, that's when he was knighted. After he said that. What the... So Madge has gone, you know what, Ringo? Getting out of the EU is a great idea. I'll give you a knighthood. Unless it was already in the pipeline. No, it was for services to music. Okay, yeah. Well, you're not going to be fucking knighted for being a Brexiteer, are you? Because look how much that's worked out for and everybody. He, and he, when he was knighted on the 20th of March 2018... It was the Duke of Cambridge who started waving swords around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stepping up. Mm, stepping up into That's the royal role. There's rain happening outside. Some good I don't rain. know whether you guys can hear it or not, but it's good. So Stark or Star and the other members of the Beatles were appointed Orders of the British Empire in 1965. Yeah, well, they were pretty freaking yeah, huge. Large at that stage. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's Ringo. Well. Oh, I like this one. All right, then. Let me just... I'm interested to see what this person says on Wikipedia, actually. Now. Okay. Come on, now. There we go. you got to guess who it is. Well, you're not really giving me any clues. You just said you like this person. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the clues. Born 29th of December, 1960. (laughs) Five foot three. What? That could literally be anybody. Launceston born. Oh, Booney. <laughs> DC Boone, David Clarence Boone. Where is he now? So everybody knew Booney. He was on the um, the fucking VB ads and the Tasmanian tourism ads and yeah. took the catch that got Warnie's hat trick. Yeah, you know, didn't, didn't they have like the talking boonies? Talking boonie dolls from the VB yeah. thing. Um, 107 test matches, 7,400-odd runs. That's a lot of running between wickets, isn't it, when you think about it? And when your legs are that short... He's a bit short in the back legs. But I reckon if Matthew Hayden made... Well, Matthew Hayden made 8,000 runs, but he would have taken less steps getting his 8,000 runs. Yeah, that's why he made 8,000. His legs are longer. What is he, 6'3"? 6'3 or something. I reckon, yeah, because Matthew Hayden... whole foot. His legs was longer (laughs) enough that he could make 1,000 more runs and take less steps. Yeah. Absolutely. It's <laughs> so, an extra foot he's got on him. It is. So, um, Boone was the face of Victoria Bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they ran an advertising campaign called Boonanza. Ah, uh, yes. Um, he did a bit of... Not that I ever drank VB. But now... Piss, but... Now, Boone is an International Cricket Council match referee. What does a match referee do well, for I'm glad those you of asked. us out there who do not know? I'm glad you are. So the match referee is in charge of the code of conduct. So if any player um, does something wrong on the field and gets reported for showing dissent in a decision, telling someone to fuck off, or, or just making an ass, of just making an ass of themselves in general, bringing the tamp- game into disrepute, yeah, ball tampering, all that sort of shit. Yep. Um, the match referee is the one who goes, righto, you're missing the next two games. He's the judge, jury, and executioner. Oh. But he also does reviews on the umpires. So while he's match refereeing, yeah. he's looking out over the best umpires in the world and going, fuck that up, mate. Okay, so he's keeping them on their toes, making yeah. sure that they're, they're answering to someone yeah. sort of thing. So he does that. But the interesting part of what they do is they're also in charge of the security detail. Really? Yeah. So when there's a test match on, let's just say there's a test match at Bell Reeve in Hobart. Yeah. Booney will go there two or three days beforehand, meet with the venue manager, make sure the entry for the officials is right, um, all the gating passes, accreditations are done. He will do all that sort of stuff to make the trains run on time. That's quite an odd Mm. job to have in there. Because, like, when you say a match referee, I can understand the keeping an eye on the umpires and, and making sure that the players are properly reprimanded if they bring the game into disrepute in any way. But the security detail is an odd one. So it was an interesting story. I wonder Um, how that came around. I was at a... Max approves. (gasps) Here he comes. Oh, my good God. It's Max. Can't get the door open and my feet are stuck under the chair. Oh, Max, you can do it, buddy. Heave, Maxie, heave. You can do it. All I can see is this angry little eye looking at me through the crack of the door as you... Saying, let me in, human. It's like The Shining. It is like The Shining. Here's Maxie! <laughs> oh, poor Maxie. He just got a gobful. Can you let him in? No. 
Oh, come on, man. He's, no, he he's doing his best work. He's in. So, Hello, beastie boy. So on the security detail bit... Um, you approve. Hello, Max. On the security detail bit, um, there was a test match in Bangladesh where Booney was the match referee. Mm. And he had to get the umpires from the hotel to the ground. I imagine, no offence to Bangladesh, but somewhere like there or possibly Pakistan would be quite the challenge at times. It's about, he said it was about a five-minute drive with no traffic. It took him more than an hour. Oh, my God. With traffic. Oh, my God. So that wasn't suitable. So the next day, after he'd called the head of the police department in um, whatever city it was, Chittagong, yeah. he said, I need lights and sirens to get from the, host- from the hotel to the ground. Got there in five minutes. Wow. Bikes with AK-47s walking down the side of the security detail. Get out of the way. The umpires are coming through. Good grief. Yeah. Such is the importance that cricket holds in the subcontinent. Absolutely. Max approves, but he's not up on the couch. He's just reclining on the floor. Sort of of approves? Half approves. Let's just see if he licks his ass. Well, Max, I've got a pretty good sketch that we've done of you licking your ring piece. Right, so this bloke... needs the finishing touches and it's ready to be made into stickers. (laughs) Do you want to have a look at this bloke? You want to have a guess at who this one is? You give me some hints and I'm all for it. I love a good guessing game. 14th of October 1973, Camden, New South Wales. 5 foot 10... Um, mm. 1991 world champion in his chosen sport. Da, 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 da. Oh! No, go on. I think I know. 1994 bronze medalist at the Olympics. Stephen Bradbury. Yeah. The overnight sensation who wasn't an overnight sensation. Yeah, no, so he wasn't. I, that kind of makes me a little irritated when people say that he just came out of nowhere. He didn't. Well, going back... He's, it was his second Olympics. He'd already won a bronze medal and, yeah. and like you said... Just then, a world championship. World championship in the 5,000 metre relay in 91. Silver in the 5,000 relay at the world champs in 94. Mm -hmm. Bronze in the 5,000 relay at Beijing in 93, world champs. Bronze medal in Lillehammer at the Olympics and gold in Salt Lake City. Yeah, so he's obviously been around the sport for a while and he made it to the final. You can't be a slouch. No, can't be shit to make it to the Olympic final. yeah. So, Bradbury retired after the 2002 Olympics and commentated 2006 for Channel 9 and Foxtel in 2010. In 2005, he was a contestant on the second series of Dancing with the Stars. Hmm. Okay. In 2019, he was on the sixth season of Australian Survivor, where he was eliminated on day 12, finishing oh. 20th. You know what? Fuck it. I'd be happy to be sent home. <laughs> being on Survivor. After retiring from skating, Bradbury participated in competitive motor racing. He placed fourth in the 2005 Grand Prix Celebrity Race. Really? He competed in the Queensland State Level Formula V champs in 2006 and 7, placing sixth. What does Formula V mean? Uh, Hang on, I'll have a look in a sec. He's done a bit. Yeah, he's obviously done. He's even raced at Simmons Plains. Oh, cool. Formula V... They're open-wheel single-seaters that look... Oh, that's 1965. Of course they look like they're from 1965. Fucking... Oh, no, they still do. So the old open-wheelers oh, that you so would have seen... Oh, so they look like the old Brabham. Yeah, the old Brabhams. And ones. the ones that um, you know, Juan Manuel Fangio yeah. was driving and Alberto okay. Ascari. Wow, that's that's a pretty cool hobby. Yeah. Well done, mate. So that, that's what Stephen Bradbury's been up to. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Max, oh. no wonder you approve, buddy. I'll just have a look at this by... I... I love this idea of just giving you hints as to who they are. I'm actually having fun with it. Maybe we should have a Who Am I? Yeah, Game of Celebrity Heads. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, born 2nd of March, 88. Ooh, okay. In Brisbane. Lives in Sydney. 5 foot 9. Married in 2020. Oh. Commonwealth Games Gold Medal 2004. Married. 2020. They must have only just recently been married then. Mm. So, Commonwealth Games gold medal 2004. World Championship bronze in 2009. A string of silver medals at the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow and Delhi. 2008 gold medal in Beijing. Yeah, but you don't tell me what sports. No, I want you to keep guessing. I don't fucking know. 10 metre platform he won his gold medal. Oh! Um... The 
Divey dude. Yep. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> All right, he's in the 10 metre platform. Oh, fuck, was that diving bloke? <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire tonight, bud. <laughs> What's his first name? Is it Matthew? Matthew. Matthew Mitchell. Matthew Mitchum. All I can... Mitchum. Mitchum. Fuck. Now, I'm... I'm really sorry if you ever hear this. I'm a massive fan of his. I quite think he seems like a top bloke. He is a top bloke. Um, I was lucky enough to meet him, which is cool. I got a cool photo with him. Oh, that's right. You were too. He's a mental health advocate at the moment because he suffered with depression post-games. Married his... Um, British boyfriend Luke Rutherford after being together for seven months they were engaged Whoa. engaged sorry they've been together seven months and got engaged oh and only recently got married and recently got married okay. so they were, they were engaged for six months before they got married holy shit that's whirlwind I hope it works out in 2009 and 2010 Mitchum was selected by readers of samesame.com.au as one of the 25 most influential gay Australians Ah. He, he speaks just sense. Yeah, like right. I went, to a, I went to a thing where he was the special guest speaker. It was a mental health um, seminary sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, he talked about the issues he had growing up as a gay person and, you know, being a gay Olympian and all this sort of stuff. It was just amazing to have, you know, a bloke who's been at the peak of his sport, won an Olympic gold medal, could have an issue with depression. It was just amazing it to listen to. It kind of just proves that it doesn't It's so indiscriminate. Oh, Maxie. All the pats. He's so soft. He's soft, Maxie. He's so dewormed, deflayed, demitified, de fucking everything. You're real soft, aren't you, skinny moss? I think we've got time for two more. Okay. Well, actually, how about we see how long we've been going for? Mm, 46. 46 minutes. Let's have a look here. That was. I'm glad. They, I reckon one might pull us. One. Up. I'm glad they pre-filled this one when I was typing, because it was a hard one to type. Okay. Righto. Let's have a look. I'll, I'll do another guessing game, because okay. this has been fun. Actually, I'm glad we discovered this. Help me out, Max. Okay. Seventh uh, of November, seventy-six. Born in Melbourne. Lives in Melbourne. Okay. Six foot five. Whoa, lengthy. Lengthy. Uh, had an 11-year career. Okay. Finalist at two Grand Slams, fourth round at the Australian Open and French Open as best results. Okay. Um, three career titles. From Melbourne. Mm. Highest He's ranking quite was... tall. Highest ranking was eight in the world. Not that Sam... Stozer? No, gro- Groth. Groth. No, he, no. He's quite lengthy. Um, right-handed. Sam Groth is left-handed. I've learned something new. Mm. How the fuck do you know that? I just no shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I know some stupid shit. Oh, Sam Groth's left-handed. Hey! hey. And, so, <laughs> and so are polar bears. There you go. Yes. So Sam Groth is a polar bear. Okay, Maxie. By extrapolation. You want another hint? Yes, please. Um, let's see. What else can I give you? Um, six million dollars in prize money. Mm-hmm. So best results were fourth round at the Australian Open, fourth round at the French Open, a finalist at Wimbledon in two thousand and three. Oh, okay. And a finalist at the US Open in nineteen ninety eight. Is it Mark Philippoussis? It is Mark Philippoussis. You had me at Wimbledon. Where the fuck? Has Mark Philippoussis gone? Let's have a look here. Apart from when he was banging Delta Goodrum. Yeah, that was so unfair. <laughs> Apparently he was a total dick to her though. He starred as The Bachelor in The Age of Love on NBC in America in 2007. What? Oh, my goodness. Uh, the final dates occurred in his hometown of Melbourne, including a date at Moonlit Sanctuary. In the end, Philip has chose Amanda, a 25-year-old Nashville Predators dancer. Doesn't that sound like a horrible fucking Predators? Ugh. Doesn't that just sound like they... Sex the, pest. The team mobs in in white vans. Sex pest. Sex pest. Probably got horrible glasses. Um, because it wouldn't work out with Jen. Oh, sorry, Jen. He ended up... However, the fact that he was married up to 29... Yeah, whatever. It's a bit of a gobshot. So, he went on some shitty 
Yeah, reality show. Version of The Bachelor yeah. sort of thing. He married Romanian-born model Silvana Loven in September 2003. Loven gave birth to their first child in 2004 and then the second child, a girl, in 2018. So That's the, a big break. Uh, sorry, 2014, sorry. So, a son in 2014. years later. Yeah. No, son in 14, girl in 18. Oh, I thought you said 2004. Yeah, no, I bug it up. Look how much Max approves. Max approves. He's up here on the bloody thing. Hang on a second. Let's just... I'm just playing with my phone, people. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Let's talk about how amazing it is that Max is actually on us. Yeah. I'm going to take... Oh, dear. That was an unflattering angle of the video. It's going to be hard to take a video, Max. It is going to be hard to take a video. We're going live, though, on Facebook. Are we? Yeah, we are. Because Max is here. Max approves. Max approves. I the... don't think anybody's going to see this. It's a quarter to 11. No, we'll night. see. Somebody might see the video a bit later on, but we don't know what Max looks like, which is important because Max is our mascot. He looks very disgruntled, though. Up until now, he was relatively gruntled. <laughs> now he's disgruntled. <laughs> now he's disgruntled. It's all right, Maxie. Have Please a look at what he does with the paws. Don't claw my legs. One goes, if you pat him, one paw will go, the other paw will go. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll torture myself <laughs> just for the sake of views. <laughs> it's all about views. Right, right, cool. I reckon that'll do us. Yeah, I think so. I reckon that'll do us. I think so. I think that's plenty long enough. Excellent. No all right, well, um, thank you again to everybody who tunes in on the regular and, and listens to us. Our roomies. Our roomies. Yep. And... You know, talks about it and comments on our Facebook posts yeah. and, and gen, or just, you know, like generally hit the like button on yeah, things. Yeah, it's excellent. And if you can give us an iTunes review, apparently, I don't have an Apple phone, I don't have any Apple products, so I'm only going by here, so that it boosts um, like your searchability. So if you search for like the Rumpus Room or new podcasts or whatever, it'll boost us up ah, a bit. So anybody using Apple, mm. please do. Please. Yeah, please give, us, give a, us a review. Give us a free kick. Yeah, give us a free kick. <laughs> just pretend we're Joel so wouldn't give us a free kick. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, just thanks, guys, for everything. Absolutely. It's um, week 20. It's been 20 weeks of... Fun. Just fucking Fun. enjoyment. Doesn't get any better than this, I don't think. Nah, we're Except a blast. maybe once we finally get a proper setup, so that we're not just sitting on the couch. The couch is comfy though, and Max the loves it. Couch is comfy, and Max approves. Yep. Am I right, Maxie? The ear moved. It's yeah, close the enough. ear moved. That's about as much movement as we're getting out of him tonight. Excellent. Oh my god, I nearly knocked him off my leg, and now I don't have any skin left on my leg. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and on that note, we'll leave you. Have a great week, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Bye.